0: Again, everyone, and welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Basillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area, spreading the truth. Of the catholic faith be shorter sure please download the veritas catholic network radio mobile app so that you could have access to all of our station's content and of course follow joe and i on social media and wherever you can help us help us particularly at the frontline tv the frontline tv on youtube uh we're having a really uh we're having a lot of success there building up our subscriber base uh so the frontline tv like subscribe share do all that fun stuff and today we are very pleased and honored to be joined by a local guy to the Stanford area Bill Nagel a lot of you out there know Bill actually he's one of those popular guys if you if you if you talk to people from Stanford you say you know Bill Nagel they go yeah I know Bill absolutely (laughs) Um, but we're very happy to have Bill on I met Bill myself quite some time ago uh but we didn't have him on here just because he's a friend okay we actually have something to talk about with bill and it's a very important topic we are going to be discussing exodus 90. um and for those of you who don't know and this was now ladies don't take this the wrong way uh but exodus 90 is an ascetical practice for men and since 2013 uh it has evolved into a powerful 90-day spiritual exercise that reaches literally across the globe uh impacts fraternities in more than 65 countries and has freed over 50,000 bishops priests and laymen from enslavement we're going to talk about what that means uh through a regimen of daily prayer asceticism and fraternity exodus 90 summons men uh from you know back to the foundations of our faith. And it strips men of worldly addictions and reinvigor- reinvigorates their devotion to Jesus Christ. Uh, so it is a very important topic um, because we're going to be coming on up on upon Lent, and it's the perfect time. Uh, you know, and we'll talk about that a little bit more also. But let me introduce Bill for those of you who do not know who he is, Bill Nagel excuse me, as the husband of Isabella and father of Gabrielle and Adriana, born and raised in the Catholic faith, but considers himself a revert to the faith after three profound encounters with our Lord Jesus Christ. Professionally, he works in the technology industry as a strategic alliance manager, Within the local community, he's active at his parish uh, leading a weekly men's Bible reflection, teaching RCIA, lecturing, volunteering uh, with the Sisters of Life. He and his wife, Iza, also serve as the regional couple for the domestic church community in the Diocese of Bridgeport. Recently, Bill has taken a part-time role with the Veritas Catholic Network, serving as Director of Development. We're very happy about that. And lastly, Bill is on the verge of leading his fourth exodus 90 journey within a local community of catholic men bill nagel welcome to the front line with joe and joe brother
1: good to be with you brothers good to be with you
0: thank you joe joe i'm going to hand it over to you
1: bill we always start with the prayer because <clears throat> all good things start with a prayer uh, in amen. the name of the father son holy spirit amen remember our most gracious virgin mary never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence we find to you a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us. Amen. Amen. Um, I think this is a great conversation. Um, without a question, I think a lot of people don't know about Exodus 90, but before we get into, I think the nuts and bolts of what it is, I think we have to address why such a program basically has evolved. And, and clearly I think there is a crisis of masculinity in the American Catholic church. Um, and could we talk a little bit about that? What do you think the root cause is bill of that crisis? Um, I mean, clearly our, our current culture leads into this lost masculinity. You see it all over the place. Uh, you even see it in the NFL. Um, people talking about like, you know, like being a man is a bad thing almost. Um, what are some of the things that men struggle you think the most, uh, with regard to this? And, and let's talk about the root causes of it. Yeah. no, I think, I think that's where we have to start. I think, um, um,
2: the, the, uh, the crisis of masculinity in America. Uh, and you know, you have to start with the Catholic world, because as Catholics, we, if, if anybody's supposed to be the, the moral backbone, it should be us. Um, but I think, so the, the problem is, as, as I've reflected on this, and, and you know, like kind of realizing the transition that has happened by going through Exodus 90, I can say now that the, the root cause is that we've been sedated and we've been misled. And by being sedated, I mean that we just we just don't even recognize the problems that are out there. We we're just gotten so accustomed to going along, going along with the flow, if you will. Um, and if we do recognize the problems, we're sedated enough that uh, we think somebody else will take care of it. We don't have to, uh, to act up. And so I think that that's where the hope is. And that's why XS90 program is so important, because while the, the, the culture is the problem, culture is driven by its leaders. And by, by fixing its leaders, by addressing its leadership, by putting the right role models in place, you can actually affect the, the tides of the culture.
1: You know, it's funny. I can remember going to a wedding. And, you know, they have vows, obviously. And this wasn't a traditional Catholic wedding. And one of the vows were, I'll be obedient, the woman was saying to, like, her husband. And she was making a joke, like, I can't say that. Now, I'm not saying that, like, You have to rule your house like uh, Mussolini, you know, as a fascist, but this idea of obedience that the man basically is the leader of the home all things need leadership particularly in the in the realm of faith and to be a leader requires discipline and this is what i think exodus 90 provides for men because our culture does not basically you know embrace this idea of obedience of leadership i've heard a phrase once said that you cannot be a leader until you've understand understood how to serve and what do i mean by that serve god the best leader, serve god because you're directing yeah. towards him. Talk about that.
2: No, Amen. It's, it's, uh, yeah, the, the leaders are not the ones that um, are um, necessarily the, the ones that are, are pride-filled, but the ones who want to serve. And I remember seeing this, um, this graphic that a friend uh, picked up, in, um, and it was for the purpose of a professional uh, presentation where he was talking about the, the difference between a boss and a leader. And the graphic was, was this, is that the boss was sitting behind the decks directing people where to go, the leader was the first guy in front of that line of men, leading, marching them forward, and in giving them giving that that example to follow. Uh, but to your point, and there are echoes of this in what you just said now in some of the recent uh, recent epistles uh, that we hear from uh, Paul, and that you know the, the, that the the uh, the men must be the spiritual leader of the father, and what the spiritual leader of the family, and the the and so. I, one of the um, largest communities that has an issue with this is the American community because when we when they see head of the family, when we read that in in the in the scripture, we think um, it's the it's the boss. It's 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 just like it's like no, it, it, it's it's misread. It's it's misinterpreted. It's more like the the head of the river. It's the source of the spiritual uh, uh, graces of that family needs to be from the father because if it's not there. It's not. It's going to have a hard time flourishing within that within that family. It's the men who are called to it, but so so many of them are are sitting uh, just on the sidelines. Oh, my wife will take care of this. It's like that. That's the wrong way to think about it. And it's it's um, it's something that uh, you know I did not always embrace, but I, I realized after uh, a recent conversation with my family that they there were recent things said by my daughters. That they said, you know, how much they appreciate having a father that's present, but and how they indicated that there was this transition point. And I was like, well, when did this happen? And I was going back over the years, like, oh, well, that's that's when that third encounter with Christ happened, and all of a sudden, that's when that's when the, the blind the blinders fell off. As they go now, I have to take care of business, and it was actually at that point, you know, re- relevant to this uh, point about like having the men as leaders. I remember directly starting men's ministry, and I would do these events for men. Uh, where there would be a lecture for men and kind of gather them and talk about the the aspects of the faith. And I remember, at some point, the, the, there were these ladies, nice ladies in, in the parish. They came up to me and "Bill, when, when are you going to start doing these for the ladies?" I go, "All right. Once the men all start showing up in church with their suits on, I'll stop. But until then, you know, once once they, you know, once they, once they wake up, I'll stop. I, I, I promise you. But until then, I'm going to keep going and I'll keep focused on the men."
0: Something tells me that you're going to have to keep going for quite some time. Uh, I mean, it, I,
2: but but I, I intend to put myself out of business before I, before I leave the service. Good. That's right, good. <laughs> there, there, there
0: you go. And if you're uh, just joining us here, you're at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Resinello on the Veritas Catholic Network. And we are having an important conversation with Bill Nagel, local guy, Stanford guy. um, But he's heavily involved with Exodus 90. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, and by the way, just as a, a an aside, one thing that you guys said that bothers me, not not that what you said bothers me, um, is that when people characterize families with that strong male leadership, I always think about how insulting that is to the, to the wife and mother. In other words, to suggest that, let's say, Bill, your wife, or Joe, your wife, my sister-in-law, or my wife, okay, that somehow... When you say that about men who lead their family, in the proper way as you describe Bill by serving them, okay? So what? What? How insulting is that to our wives? Forget about what they say about us. They already think we're knuckle dragging Neanderthals, okay? But but how insulting that is to, to 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 our wives to think that our wives would ever be doormats, and somehow they're weak or somehow like in other words they're they're not strong women. To me, it's it, it takes a much stronger woman. Okay, to trust in her husband that he is going to lead and protect and everything else. Okay, Uh, and do all the things a man should do. So I wanted to throw that in. I never liked that thing, not because of what it says about us, but what they try to say about uh, our wives. It's, It's just highly, highly insulting. And they need to be called out on that BS. Now let me let's again little diatribe that's my little diatribe but here's the thing how we talk about obviously the lost identity crisis and masculinity now let's get into the nuts and bolts a little bit bill um exodus 90 how does exodus 90 right off the bat address this directly
2: yeah so i think it um you know back we spoke about culture and how that is uh if we're not uh, cognizant of it we it it will start driving us and so right it, it uh it addresses this problem directly by inviting us to detachment from it in a healthy way, if you will. Um, so, you know, there, there, is the, there's the, uh, there are the practices of Exodus 90. So there's dedicated prayer, an hour each day, minimum 20 minutes, but an hour, hour of dedicated prayer. And it's actually, it's something that uh, many, it, it's, a, it's a new type of prayer for many men, including myself. Which is contemplative prayer, not just you know vocal prayer. Yes, there's meditative prayer, but there's also contemplative prayer, which is uh, just the the challenges with quieting your mind and just uh, and quieting the situation is is a, a great challenge. But there's also the the asceticism, the practices, and that's where the detachment comes in, and that's where I, what I I'll call it it's a it's an invitation for a interior house cleansing when you like oh you you start to take away all these. uh, Distractions, all these things that that fill your mind and fill your thoughts, all of a sudden you think, you realize how much um, peace can be present in your life, and it, lots, lots, lots of it is is at the, the direct, you know, big issues like you know pornography. But I think there's a there's a term that Monsignor uh, Pope uh, uses, and it's. Um, it's a it's a, uh, what is it? it's a pa- panic porn is within the news media. And so if if you're just stuck watching TV and, and the getting your guidance, getting your moral guidance from TV and the news channels, in the news I would argue it's not so much news it's more of opinion being you know flo- floated about. But if you if you're using that as your daily stream of like guidance, like what the world's goes, you're going to be in a miserable place if you're just listening to news day in and day out. So I I think that that invitation of like det- detaching yourself from the news cycle, detaching yourself from TV. Is 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 a is a wonderful gift that most people don't even think of because we're just so used to feeding. Our, we're we're scared of that quiet time. We're scared of that you know that 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 invitation to interior reflection. May, many well so, yeah. There's there's a willingness that you have to realize. Okay, once you once you invite that quiet time and you do that interior reflection, you may not be happy with what you find there. So it's it's not necessarily always a pleasant experience. But that's that's the, that's the first part of the realization. Is like wait, I, this is a lot of work for me to do. There's a lot of interior house cleaning I have to do, and that's that's where this is all invited. So th- but that's, that's the second part. The third tier, the critical tier, is the fraternal aspect, and uh, this can be difficult because inviting men onto this journey is not something that's for everybody. Um, there needs to be an inherent hunger. For this self-improvement without that without that uh, why, as they say within the exercise program without that kind of foundational component of, like why you're doing this. It, it it won't flourish and then there's also the challenge like you, you need to coordinate and this is uh, they the program kind of leads you through this. But before you kind of commit to this as a man as a husband okay that's great, but the first person you have to get guidance from is not your buddies it's your wife. And it, because your wife needs to be uh, supportive of you in this. That was like, what, why, is, why is she, why are you not watching TV with her all of a sudden? Why are you? Uh, oh, and oh, oh, by the way, when Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays show up and you don't eat meat, you know, she better know that if she's preparing the meal, right? So th- those things she needs to be supportive of you in this endeavor. And a- arguably I, I haven't, I didn't, I think I made this point to the excess 90 guys, but I think they, they, um, Targeting the program at men is is good. I would argue it should actually be targeted at the wives. It's just like, wives, if you want a better husband, send them through this program, and you will see that flourish. And at the same time, you need a healthy fraternity to guide you through the program because it can go off the rails real quick with uh, prideful uh, behaviors. You can, uh, to make sure that you're adhering to the practices, you can turn yourself into a monk, and that's not the intent of the program. You're supposed to be more engaged with your family, not less. And so th- there are there are pitfalls that are along the way, and there are challenges that just pre- just present within your own uh, psyche that will, uh, will will challenge you through this program. But the ninety days is required. You can't do this in thirty. You can't do this in sixty. You need the ninety because you find yourself you're breaking patterns that are just embedded in your in your behavior.
0: It's funny that uh, and full disclosure, um, I joined. And even though I'm in New Jersey, I joined Bill and a group of guys to to participate in Exodus ninety. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to sit here and say I was a success. I, 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 I we, we got together every week. I, I, you know, we had shortcomings and failures. But yeah, the ideas, like Bill said, you got to struggle through it and get through the 90 days. But I, I, but if you don't think that you'll see fruit, okay, good fruit, um, you know, from implementing these things in your life, okay. When I find myself not turning on the TV, as I don't think I've turned on Fox News just to use that as an example, and I don't know how many months during exodus 90 is when i first turned it off in other words not getting involved in all that i'm just using that as an example many of the things stay with you it does detach you many of these things it really does and we're going to talk about being liberated why um you know why we do this because we want to be liberated as men but i'm telling you that hour of prayer okay um, I know my personal form of of my hour was Angelus, Divine Mercy, the Rosary, and then as, and then silence. Those, and I would do that before I went to work. It's powerful stuff, man. All you men out there that are listening to the front line with Joe and Joe with Bill Nagel, okay? Exodus 90 is Powerful stuff. You got to check it out. With that, I'm handing it over to Joe Resinello.
1: A lot of like what you were talking about to me sounds like detox. Because I think Exodus 90 is like a program. I'm not saying that it, it, if you, you your faith hasn't been, you know, evolved over years, you still wouldn't benefit from it. But I think it's something whereby, you know, we're so submerged in the culture, we don't even realize it. And it's a detox. 90 days is a long time. I mean, I've always been, I have not, full disclosure, gone through Exodus 90, but I have always had a very rigorous lent from my 20s um and advent uh very rigorous actually and i'm you know not to talk about what i do but it develops discipline you see a man must be disciplined the name gentle man it's a man who can control himself that doesn't just happen a man must be disciplined, and that's learned. And you said something, Joe, that's very important. After Lent, it's not like giving up potato chips and then, great, you just gouge yourself on potato chips. It's a behavior that you then bring into your life. That's the Yo, idea this is of the, Lent.
0: This is the stuff we talk about on the show all the time. This is the crap we got to get rid of. When you think about Joe, how many people, how many men out there, even in a, like Bill said, in a subtle way are addicted to pornography? What? You think because you're not watching hardcore porn, you're not, you're not, you're not ingesting porn. That's all there is on TV. We talk about it all the time. You're exactly right. It's not like giving up potato chips. You and then I want Bill to talk about this. We don't want men to think that this is a 90-day program that somehow, you know, like some sort of self-help thing. This is a life changer. If you're disciplined and you follow and we want to get into and give our audience uh, some of the more particulars, if you're disciplined and you do it, it will carry on in your life. You will have broken certain habits. Joe, I'm sorry I cut you off, but that's, you were so right. I wanted a, I wanted to comment about that, but Bill, go ahead.
2: Yeah. And I, I think, uh, yeah, the, the, to, uh, to Joe's point uh, previously about uh, it's the detox program. I would, I would concur. It is, um, you know, for me, it was uh, taking off the uh, or uh, addressing the spiritual blindness or, or just the blindness of the situation. And so, to, and to your point, uh, Joe, that uh, uh, after the program, does you just go back to like the way it was? Like, no, no. There's the there's been a, an enlightenment, a discovery that's been made. It's like, wait a second, this is a different path that I can follow that was not made clear to me before because it was basically hidden, it was obscured. But now I've traveled it. I've 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 worn a path through it. And I know what it can do for me, and I can't help to think of the Exodus 90 program. So the 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 big thing for me is well, I I think about Exodus 90 program, but I also think about Genesis when I think about the Exodus 90 program and how the Exodus 90 program reminds us that man has dominion over creation, not the other way around. So it's not our phones and our TVs and the internet that should drive us. No, the we we control that. That's that's ours to use as a tool when we need it. But it does not drive us. We are the we we need to you know retake our lives. One of the biggest fruits of going through the program for me was um, was reclaiming Sunday, the Sabbath. And I said, Oh yeah, I I always go to mass on Sunday, but it, but then after I got out of mass, it's just, okay now let me have a beer. Now let me pass out on the couch while I'm watching football. And it just became a pattern. It's like, no, that's maybe not the best way to spend my Sunday. It's like, I need to spend it with my family. I need to be in, 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 uh, engage with scripture. And then the, 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 back to the Exodus 90 program, you know, thinking about this and how the, prog- how the story starts in Exodus, and then it's one of its big transition points in the story of Exodus. So it starts with Pharaoh throwing the babies into the water. That the, the the water is is the uh, is the suffocation of the baby, It's killing them. It's, it's it's preventing the virtue from growing within the family. And then the the, the and this this is actually a, a point that the program makes makes a point. I think it was Saint Augustine. He observes the irony in that. Okay, they started off with drowning babies, but then they found their freedom by parting the Red Sea. The parting of the waters of the Red Sea. And the analogy is okay. Only after you and the, the waters represent our passions, and so without being without having control of our passions, you're, sit, you're, you're setting up yourself for being suffocated by them. It's like you need to have you need to have dominion over your passions, you need to have dominion over your life, and that's what the Exodus 90 program is all about. It, it enables you to be able to part those waters and say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna walk through this life."
1: I, I agree, and I I want to also stress this because again I've experienced this over years of um lens what are why do you like engage in asceticism you know people think that that's just for monks no it is not um it's to open yourself up to god there's a neediness why did christ go into the desert he opens himself up to the father when you go into such a realm you open yourself up to god because now you're needy a little bit But the the pitfall of that, that I have found for me, it becomes a strength competition. It's like a bench press competition. I can do this. And you start focusing on the asceticism and forgetting why you're doing it. Talk about that because that's important because it's happened to me during Lent. I focused on what I'm doing so much. I forgot that it's Easter all i do is focus on what i have to do this is what i have to do talk about that because i think you could easily and and especially guys it becomes because i see comments and social media with that it becomes like i could bench press 350 pounds well who cares you know what i'm saying what's the end result of it what are you trying to get out of it right yeah yeah, no,
2: it it, uh, it it's a very good point that you bring up, and I think the, so. The invitation there is uh, one of the biggest, uh, you know, pitfalls is 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 pride, and how we can turn the ascetical practices into this uh, prideful thing. Is okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going, and then you're going to muscle through. Is like, okay, well, yeah, that, I guess that's one way of doing it, but it'll be fruitless, and uh, it'll be very difficult, and it it won't be it won't be it won't bring you to a happy place. Uh, you have to realize that the whole point of why you're doing this and and the and the and who enables you to do this. Because the 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 uh, the passions that are you know that that we're fighting against are monumental. And to think that you're gonna do it on your own without God's grace is like you forget about it. It's like it's like that's not the way to do it. That's why every every day that you're going through the the Exodus 90 program, you're starting and ending the day with if you haven't you're not starting that already you will be doing that with exercise Sunday. you you'll start and end the day with prayer as we as we as every Catholic should but now we're we're reminded of that and we're that is also it becomes a new foundational component of how we carry out our life. Um, but yeah having that ability to detach from those passion one to recognize them and then two you you've built up enough spiritual muscles okay one I recognize it and two I know this is not going to lead me down a, a good path and this is a, um, this kind of discipline, this, uh, this guidance, this uh, being able, this uh, self-governance is, is something that we should all, all all need. This, this is the only way that the society is going to get better. If we all become self-governing, better at self-governing ourselves, it's not, it's not going to be thanks to any what laws are put on the books or what parties in power. It's going to be because we are better people. We are striving to be better people and loving our neighbor, willing the good of the other. That's going to become, that's inherent in how we put and carry ourselves. And that yeah. you. that's the, um, one of the big, parts of the fraternity is that you're in this with your other brothers and yes you want to encourage them you don't want to you know call them out you don't want to call them out you know gingerly but you want you want to encourage them you want to say guys yes it's troublesome i've failed too but guess what guys This fruit at the end of this that is that is well worth the effort
0: i think bill Nagel, who's joining us here at the front line with joe and joe joe Pasolo, joe russinello on the veritas catholic network uh, i think what our And we have enemies. I mean, I wish people would start talking along those lines. What our enemies' biggest fear is, the enemies of not just our lives but of our souls, okay, is men talking the way we're talking right now that is the biggest thing that they fear because if 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 not just you know all men are called to this really but particularly catholic men in america if we inver- if we reverted the relationship back to where it's supposed to be which is our reason and our intelligence are uh, you know subdue our passions okay and we controlled our passions are that's that's our enemy's biggest fear we're the strongest force there is for good in this country not just for the good of our nation, but also for the salvation of souls. Because men, young men in particular, will look with guys like us and turn around and say, I want to be like that guy. I don't want to be like that guy who I see on the internet, on Instagram, on Facebook, or that Hollywood celebrity. I want to be like that guy. In other words, he that's a strong guy right there. That we are their biggest fear if we actually did take the time to, to realign that relationship to where our passions are subordinate to our reason we got two minutes bill comment on that a little bit
2: yeah I the the, uh, <laughs> the thought that comes to mind is uh, you know we, we've just gone through the Christmas season and you know it, we, we can easily get it kind of get duped into this uh, oh it's all happy happy joy joy and it is it is a wonderful joyous season but there's you know if you're paying attention to the scriptures uh, during uh, the advent season you, you're we're, we're talking about the second coming. We we start Christmas with the or the Advent season with the second coming, and uh, and then we think about uh, even Christmas and the, and the the story of the Nativity. It's like nobody was ever really promised an easy life here. It's like Jesus didn't say, "Okay, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna make your life." easy. he didn't promise that. He he ends up on a cross. He shows up with the guys bringing embalming fluid to his uh, to his uh, his, uh, his Nativity. And then the uh, the exploring of the innocence, and then you also have Simeon's kind words to Mary. It's like there's there's no there's no there's no uh, vagueness in in like how difficult this can be if you're going to join us on this journey. It's a it's not going to be easy path. You have to be willing to fight, but it, it is it is worth the fight.
0: Absolutely. Let's leave it there for a minute. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, you're at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Rasinello. We are on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York metropolitan area. Make sure you download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you have access to all of our station's content. And this Joe Rasanello, listen, this is a conversation right up our alley. And I'm, I'm really happy that we're having it with Bill Nagel, local guy, Stanford. Uh, and we're talking about what is the most important thing? The preservation of not just our families, but of our souls and the souls of our family members and exodus 90 is a great means by which we as men can strengthen ourselves in this what at the end of the day is a a spiritual battle all right and that's what we're going to talk about when we come back we're going to talk more about when we come back on the other side of the break so stick around don't go anywhere
3: Listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear the Frontline with Joe & Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe & Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's not that late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that at 1230, you can hear the Focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to The front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Rasinello. We're in The Breach with Bill Nagel. We're talking about Exodus 90, spiritual battle, self-discipline, and all that fun stuff. And you're listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe Rasinello.
1: I want to talk about, you said something, self-mastery and detachment. I think that's important. Then I want to get into prayer. Um You know, we as Catholics, both men and women, should be detached from the world. We're in the world. We're not of the world. That's so easy to say. There's so many things that we are attached to. We don't even realize it. And something like Exodus 90 puts that in front of your face. A good Lent will put that in front of your face if you challenge yourself. A good Advent will put that in front of your face. A good practice of every Wednesday and Friday of fasting will put that in your face. Because ultimately, when we leave this earth, we leave with nothing. Christ was attached to nothing, not even his own life. You see, we're not God. So we have to learn these type of behaviors, and we do that, and that's why a Catholic man that is disciplined in a strong land, a strong Advent, doing Exodus 90, is a dangerous person because he's free. He is free, and most people are not free on this earth. Talk about the need to be detached and how difficult that is to acquire.
0: And Bill, yeah. uh, along those same lines, also, I think it would be appropriate while you're answering that question, and also talk about some of the specifics of the aesthetical practices to give, especially the men out there, an idea of what, what we're talking about. The the, the the specific practices that help us achieve that detachment, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, sure. So I think, um, yeah, you talk about self-mastery and why is self-mastery important. It's like, well, okay, well... It's a question that almost answers itself because so what's okay? What's the alternate? If you're not a master of yourself, you're, you're basically a slave. And we, so it, it is unfortunate that we're we're happy being slaves. Um, and it was it was, um, it was uh, sad with the with the um, what do you say the the, the, the COVID uh, ninety uh, and it, it's um, or the 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 COVID um, pandemic. And how um, how willing people were to just be to, to kind of uh, enslave in themselves, like to be burned by this? Like, no, I I actually I I like being burdened by this. Like, like well, no, this, that we should be free. There's like the, 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 the like uh, overcoming the, the relishing or or, or inviting that 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 the freedom uh, that uh, desire to be free should be relished and 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 driven for, but. To, to, to relish this enslavement and this uh, is, is this uh, is this scary to see how how willing we are to enslave ourselves. And so this is, so so I, I I bring up COVID because it it invited a pattern interrupt, and I think that's what the Exodus ninety program is for us for us men because it's a pattern interrupt. It's, okay, stop doing what you've been doing that may be affecting you in a bad way. So we're not saying yes or no. This is going to stop doing it. Detach from your life. All these things, and then all of a sudden. You'll start seeing things that you couldn't see before. If you take out the TV, you take out this noise, and, you, and, you're, and you're, if you're driving in the car and you're quiet, all of a sudden, you have your own thoughts to meditate on. You can think before where, where, where somebody else was feeding you their thoughts. Now you can think for yourself. That's a wonderful place to be. I, I recall uh, the recent uh, one of the recent principals who came into a local uh, Catholic school as a classical edu- education. And then... He left university because he was he well, not necessarily why? But he he pointed out that many of the incoming cl- uh, kids did not have this curiosity. It was like they just they were fed something they regurgitated, it, and that was it. It's like it's, you know, so each each person is meant to be their own individual and and bring a bring the gift of themselves to the world. It's like but we're we're so um, intoxicated with what the world is offering us that we we get lost, and so that's where these disciplines come in. And that's where they make a difference. Because all of a sudden, the bad habits that you had, or this this lack of peace that was not present in your life, it will be invited because or it will be it will be there by default, because you're not doing certain things, like watching the news. Um, because you're not watching TV, you're not listening to radio, you have to fill your time with something. All of a sudden, you realize how much time you have to read that you didn't have before because it was taken up by something else, and we can also write <laughs> you can also create uh, you can also pick up a guitar or, or learn an instrument that you that was just like it was. It was something that was obscured from you, because it all of all these um, of all this noise that was in the world and that's where I think I think you do you also want uh, uh, to comment on prayer, but yeah just. Just striving for this contemplative prayer was something new, and it, it's like it's 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 a, it's you'll you can read about it in a catechism, but it's it's something that most men, I never knew about it. I never really tried it before because I said, like, oh, I'll say my vocal prayers, I'll I'll I'll, I'll offer my petitions, I'll have my meditative rosaries, I'll meditate on the mysteries. Uh, but then this this contemplative prayer, like, well, that that's something different, and it's it was uh, not easy. It, it's still not easy, and it can. It, it, and it's a. But it's a. It it, it, it by default, and it requires discipline because there's there you you are to expect lots of dryness in the prayer, but being able to you know work, work through that in inviting that quiet time with the Lord, there is fruit that pans out at, that maybe you don't realize it at the time, but it pans out. And 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 not this 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 may be happened before the Exodus ninety program, but I had this this practice of like going to adoration. And I would go before the family even got up. I would go to adoration. I, I, I'd i I'd pray my rosaries and, and uh, go to adoration. And then uh, at one point, my oh, I said, um, um, "Have you been going to adoration this week?" I go, "No." He's like, "I can tell." I go, "Really?" Because <laughs> to me, it seems like the family. See, me, I'm more rested, but it's like you just, uh, I can I can tell you're not going to adoration. So it's like, all right, maybe I should maybe I should make that re re that that, uh, that discipline again. But uh, it, it it makes a difference, even if w- we don't observe it ourselves our wives our neighbors our our, our family they, they can see it as my daughters observed like hey they had this this dad that's now present that was not present years ago he's now present something happened to him and that's when I you know decided to make you know change in my life and, and kind of in, invite you know invite Christ so so realizing Christ as, as Lord is a big deal because okay if if you if you realize he's Lord basically everything that you're you're basically um his that means you're not <laughs> you're, 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 you're not yeah exactly you're not and then and then and what, what was said was actually uh, it's a it's a priest that uh, uh joe and i have before um and he said something when during this conversion but he said uh, when he was not doing the right thing he feel like he was stealing that's like, what do you mean stealing it's like i'm stealing time from god if i'm not doing god's will i'm stealing time from god and I was like, well, how often do we steal time from God by just like feeding our own passions and just being, you know, dead to the world, so that we can't offer ourselves to the world? It's like, it, 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 there has to be this, uh, this, uh, this vigor, this fight that's within us, and then uh, not this, uh, this willingness to be, be to be sedated. So i, I think, going back to points that we raised previously, but that's where the prayer is so important and the ascetical practices of detachment are so important because without that. You'll still be stuck in the in the spiritual blindness that is so prevalent in today's world well
0: that's that's what i was gonna uh that's what i was gonna comment on here at the front line with joe and joe joe Pasillo joe racinello being joined by bill nagel and we're talking about exodus 90 and the need for liberation and detachment um that's why i said earlier i wasn't just being like cheeky um when i said this isn't a self-help program you with this with this program it, it requires The prayer without the prayer and the fraternity the prayer gives you the grace knowing that other men are doing it give you the strength you just can't do this you can't do exodus 90. there's no way you'll make it okay especially if you love to have a drink well you're not going to be allowed to you're not going to be able to okay you gotta you gotta discipline yourself okay um and and um and so many of the other things that I, i i know that are that are involved how about taking cold showers okay something that we're all used to not doing because we, we, you know, we get up before we go to work and take a shower and nothing cold about it, okay? Like things like that, okay? You can't do this program without that prayer and without that fraternity. That's why it's not a self-help program. It's asking God to form you into the man you're supposed to be. And that requires humility. And with that, I'm gonna hand it over to Joe Racinello. You
1: see, I think a lot of Catholic men don't know what prayer is. You know, you mentioned, Bill, you, you, we say like a vocal prayer. You know, we even if we went to Catholic school, prayer is silence. You see, silence scares the heck out of people. Because you stare at yourself and you may not like what you see. And that's why people get into the noise of the world. It's a distraction from who we are. Silence, interior silence is the way to find God. Mother Teresa would say that. See how the trees grow. They grow in silence. See how the stars move across the sky. They grow in silence. The soul grows in silence. We as a culture don't have that because it scares us men have to enter that silence particularly in front of the blessed sacrament you mentioned adoration a good priest that joe and i know um a carmelite said adoration is radiation when you go into the sun you get tan well when you sit before the lord you he radiates himself in that silence and you change change scares people bill talk about Prayer. I'm talking about real, real prayer. And here's another thing. Men pray men like to go work out. Well, guess what? If you want to grow closer to God, you got to pray. And that takes discipline reading scripture, rosary, adoration, talk about that aspect because we have to be filled by God and that's how we do it.
2: Yeah. I, th- I think there's uh, you know, there's, there's a lot that can be said on prayer. Um, the, the contemplative prayer I think it's uh, one, you know, it's it's a part of the program, and I think uh, in the, in the later years of the program, I'm I'm not too sure it's it's stretched as much as it, it it has been because because it can be so challenging. So I would just say, you know, stick with it, and look for other resources on contemplative prayer, Saint Teresa, uh, whatnot. There are there are great resources on contemplative prayer, but st- start with start with the rosary, and the meditative prayer, and how. It is uh, and it, this is a simple thing that most uh, Catholics miss and but J, JP 2 pointed out in his letter where he kind of uh, introduced the uh, the, the um, luminous mysteries uh, that um, you know he, he wanted, to say, but he, he starts with uh, how praising the, the goodness of the rosary, but how it's dead. If you're not meditating on the mysteries, because as, as an engineer, as a guy, I can get so used to, okay, here, what are the instructions? Just tell me what I got to do and I'll do it. And with the rosary, you're invited into that path. Okay, so I'll say my prayer. Okay, let's, forget, let's, let's remember the intentions, but then let's go through and say the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys. And you know, Dr. Sri and, and others have, have pointed out, okay, during, while you're saying those rosaries, sorry, saying those Hail Marys, rather, those Hail Marys should be background music to the, to the, to the mystery that you're meditating on. And when you, and, and, uh, Dr. She points out that the, the, the trick he uses is like, okay, when you, when you reach the word of Jesus in the middle in the, in the fulcrum of the hail Mary, it's like, remind yourself, where is Jesus in the scene? Is he at the wedding of Cana? Is he at the nativity? Is he, is he at the, is he being found in the temple? Is he being presented in the temple? Is he being, is he, is he dying on the cross or is he in the garden? Re, 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 you know, reflect on those. As you're going through the, uh, the rosary and then all of a sudden the rosary brings on this new character and you're you're now driving this this movie of god's life you're, you're it's like watching your favorite movie over and over again the rosary is is basically leading you through the birth life death and resurrection of christ it's like that's the whole that's the whole that's the only mo- the movie that's the only movie we should care about and you just you're just you're seeing depth in it each and every time you say the rosary so i would say starting with the rosary is a is a very good place but then, once you want to go further, yeah. Then explore contemplative prayer. Uh, but then, you know, give yourself time. You give yourself an hour. And one of your previous guests, um, uh, uh, from uh, from um, Hard as Nails, Justin. Oh, Fatiga. Justin Fatigue. Yeah, and so his his. Um, if you're a part of his uh, program, uh, you know his uh, his. Um, um in, inviting others to be you know, ministers of his program they they i was i was part of that as they were looking to expand into the, into the region uh some years back and um they said okay bill uh before we meet next time we want you to pray for three hours and i'm like okay no problem and i'm like okay, i'll pray i'll pray 30 minutes here and out here they go no 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 bill no 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 we want you to pray for three hours i go three hours straight they go yeah i'm like you gotta be kidding me three hours <laughs> so it so i actually i had to have a plan and uh, this was before i kind of understood uh, contemplative prayer but i i, I kind of said i'll have my vocal prayer i'll have i'll see my four rosaries and that that covers two hours right but then it's like the last hour when it's like I, I i i purposely ran out and i was like oh, I'm, I'm just going to sit there in in silence and that's when that's when the fireworks went off and that that's when like things that there was stuff being fed. I was in, in adoration at the time and it was it was silent. But yeah, that's when things got interesting. When I was you know, after being um, after churning up that that soil, tilling that soil and having it kind of uh, ready for fruit. That's when all this all this news came. And, so, and, and not that I've done three hour prayer since uh, since or ever but, uh, again, but dedicating that time an hour is critical yeah so dedicate least. you don't have to do three hours you should but uh yeah if you can't find three hours dedicate an hour each day and you'll, you'll be good your, your life will but change
0: one thing i one thing i love about doing this show with with my brother joe resinello is that many of our guests you know we learn a lot you know we learn a lot you know and we never know what we're going to learn but we have our guests on and I, my I, full disclosure praying the rosary I am i am i am satan's best target i get so distracted okay while, while i'm pr- i do it i pray it okay and i it comes from my heart i get so distracted what you just said i just learned something you gave me a technique focus on jesus in the middle of the prayer all Right. and 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 that'll that'll get rid of those distracting thoughts but these these are good this is why we have to have these conversations we can't assume because somebody's praying the rosary that 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 everything is great in their life we have to constantly in the spiritual battle be hammering home the need to get better and better and better to allow god to do that and thank you for that bill because i'm gonna i am going to use that technique uh starting today when i pray the rosary so that 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 evil one uh from down below doesn't get get in my head and try to distract me from those beautiful mysteries like you said you know you know our our protestant brothers and sisters they talk about reading scripture all the time the rosary is scripture yeah. The rosary is is everything. All the all the major events in the life, in the, the passion, death, and resurrection of Christ are contained in the rosary. Okay. Yes, we should read scripture. Don't get me wrong. But the rosary is praying scripture. At the end of the day, all right so beautiful to contemplate on and yeah that that's a great technique to help to not be distracted from those beautiful you know the things that we're supposed to be meditating on joe racinella where we headed
1: well we'll still talk about prayer some more because i i think exodus 90 develops habits and like a lot of guys they'll work out in the morning why because they're not distracted and as the day goes on, if they're going to do it later in the day, something happens, and then you can't do it. You, so you do it in the morning. Why do I bring that up? Well, prayer is kind of like that. And Exodus 90 gets you into habits. You said, Bill, something that, to be honest with you, I was very happy to hear, and, and frankly, because it, it reflects something that I do as well, is in the morning I got up to do adoration. Well, I don't do that. I read the scripture every morning. I get up first. I get up, I read my Magnificat. It's the first thing I do. I have my coffee and I read my Magnificat. Everyone's asleep. It's a pattern. It's done every day at that time. That's what people do. We're not monks. We have to work around that. We're we're working. I got five kids. I work, you know, like this, that. So I gotta do that. You do it in the morning, great. At the end of the day, me and my wife, we pray the rosary together. Everything stops. We pray the rosary at the end of the night together. We invite our daughter to come in for a decade, start her off slow, little bits. But it's designated times, talk about that because like, listen, we're not monks, life goes on. You have to say, I pray at this time in the morning. I do this at night. Maybe you do an Angelus, I think something I used to do. At three o'clock, I used to go into the toilet at work and pray a a decade of the rosary. I did that for years. Three o'clock, I would go into a stall at work it was my time. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Like talk about developing times to pray and it can be done. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's, uh,
2: and there's easy guidance for uh, each day. There are, there are waypoints, uh, where you can, you can start that. So uh, to your point, uh, Joe Restinello, you know, you start your day with prayer. If, um, Many people have been given a, a, a brown scapula. I, I've pulled out uh, mine now, but um, to be given a brown scapula is one thing. You, you actually also need to be incorporated into the, the movement of brown scapula. And once you do that, you actually make a commitment to, to make a morning offering each day. So even before prayer starts, you can start your day with the morning offerings. Like day, I'm, I offer I, my day Lord to you effectively is, is, is what the prayer is all about. Now, before meals, and this, I'm reminded of this from, uh, maybe this is where your, uh, your show takes its name from, but uh, Bishop Olmsted's Into the Breach, mm. and how he talks about that, men, you say grace at every meal, period. No matter where you are, say grace. doesn't matter. So it's, it's be that witness to the faith, wherever you are. So, and I, and uh, it was interesting, because my girls go to Catholic school, but you know by, by instantiating uh, them saying grace, all of a sudden... The teachers at the Catholic, well, at the Catholic, some of the Catholic schools, they pointed like, well, the kids, they, they thought that was neat that the kids were saying grace. It was like, well, they should be doing that all the time, and you should too. So that's not such a but nothing new. But this is all the reason why we have to be bear witness to the faith is saying grace at every meal, no matter where you are, uh, all the time. And then the, the but the biggest, um, the biggest uh, game changer, if you will, uh, for me, and I and I, I warn guys of this, is okay. If you, before you go to bed, in the day with a nightly examine, and this this is part of the Exodus ninety program. This will be uh, invited into it, but it kind of do an inventory. What first, be thankful for everything that's been that the day's been offered to you, and that you that you've gone through it, right? But then be, be thankful for all the graces and all the the goodness that's been offered to you, and then ask for light. Light and say, like, how, how should I? How should how Lord should I see my day as You've seen my day, so that I can actually address things. That, so go go through and do an inventory. And uh, the first tip I can make is, don't do this horizontal in bed. You'll you'll pass out. Do this on your knees at the side of your bed. Okay, okay. That, that's that's the one that you have to do that. What, now, what you also should do. This is where I need to grow. In I need to I need to spend more time there because there was there was a man that we just we, we a great um, priest that we just lost, and I and when I was asking him about uh, nightly really Examined, I said, well, how much time do you spend? He's like 15 minutes. I go, 15 minutes. I was like, wow, I, I can get through my day in like you know, like less than two or three minutes. And uh, But no, I think spending uh, spending five minutes, 10 minutes, growing to 15 minutes would actually be wonderful. But uh, d- just doing that nightly examine and then do it with the intent. Like, you'll go to confession by the end of the week because by the time you go through the nightly examine, you'll have this inventory. It's like, I got to clean this stuff out of my life. And it's like, I need to confess it and be done with it. And and invite God's grace into my life, so I, I'll have the power to combat it better next week. So um, yeah, do go go through and start the. Um, um, uh, maybe this is a, a practice for Lent. For those who aren't, who don't decide not to do Exodus ninety, for as soon as Lent starts, go to confession every every Saturday, with the intention that I've gone through and done a nightly examination each and every day of the week, and you'll be surprised, like what comes out. If you go to confession week after week, it's like sure you, you clear through the stuff that is habitual. But then, that's, once that stuff goes away, and you've invited this quiet time into your life, and you're actually exploring more of what's in uh, in your mind, there are these behaviors that you start to discover. It's like, wait a second, this is actually a bad behavior. But I do this all the time. But it's just like inherent in how I carry myself? It's like this is not good. I should. I need to address this. Is all, all all this this light that this is this is you know the point that we've brought up that. When you're inviting this quiet time into your life, you make these discoveries, and it's not always pleasant experience, but you have to fight these. And so, yeah, finding these new, um, these, these, these old habits that need to be cleared out is, is something that, that happens over time, over that rigor of inviting that quiet time into your life, and, and with, that, with that practice of, of clearing things out.
1: I want to just stress this, because I think a lot of men, particularly, they say, why are you praying, you could be doing more important things. And frankly, the society says that too. It's about why, why do you take your kids to church, instead of like, going to play baseball, you know, why, because our actions show our priorities. Let's be honest. Why are we Catholic? Why do we pray? Because we need grace. You see, we can't Live the way God wants us to without grace. You see, men don't get that. They think that they can muscle through life without God. Wrong. Wrong. You will never be who you're meant to be without yeah. God period yeah. end Amen. of story. I don't care Amen. if you're the if you play professional football. I don't care if you went to MIT. I don't care if you're rich. You will not be who God wants you to be without God.
0: And so- that Joe I, I think it's so important that you mentioned that you said like you know because people what we want to give men out there that the, we don't want to give the wrong impression. A strong man is not necessarily 300 pounds that can bench press 400 pounds or play football or basketball. You could be a guy who's just a regular, a regular guy, just an everyday guy. Um, you know, not not particularly physically imposing and all that kind. of We're not talking about that. That that guy who's 350 pounds could be just as feminized, effeminate as as any of this as 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 anybody else in this culture so we want to emphasize that these ascetical practices these practices of prayer this is to meant to make you the leader you're supposed to be not in some not in some sense that you're going to be you know arnold schwarzenegger tearing through the jungle and predator to you know kill something it's to be able to lead your family through this life and into heaven that's what a real man does. Um, so you know, I'm glad you mentioned that, Joe, because sometimes people might think it's like you get you get the wrong impression. You know what I mean? Like another you know, is well, you know, like this is some sort of a physical thing when it's not
1: No, but I'm just talking about the need for prayer. To open yourself up to grace. Grace is real. How does a man live chastely? How does a man stay faithful? How does a man live a sacrificial life? Through grace it's grace. It's not you. You see, men don't think that I think that because I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. I know I need grace. You see that's why we're Catholic and yeah. that's why we live a sacramental life and that's why we need to pray talk about that and how does Exodus 90 bring you there to that realization
0: Bill Nagel joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe keep in mind bill we got about we got about two and a half minutes left so make sure you leave enough time please to answer Joe and also let people know where they could find more information um, about Exodus 90 so just giving you a heads up there we got about two and a half minutes
2: absolutely absolutely Now I think um... Yeah, that um, that uh, that invitation, um, and talking about you know the Catholic faith, and uh, you, some things you said reminded me of like you know uh, understanding uh, why we're Catholic. I, um, you know, I mentioned in the beginning, you know, the names of my daughters. Uh, my, my my youngest daughter, she's she's actually named after a priest, um, Father Addison Wright, uh, who passed away uh, not too long ago. Uh, but he had I've never met him, but he gave a class. And uh, my my my, uh, my wife was a part of that class, and she would come home. She 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 would come home on fire with the lessons on the Old Testament that I would have to fake being asleep, because if she would talk my ear off, then I wouldn't be able, be able to make the five o'clock train in the in a sound state. <laughs> so I had to fake being asleep. But then once, but she she came. But one time, the priest, uh, Father asmari he, he called out to was like, you know, uh, what is what is the reason for your faith, why, You know, he basically said, why are you here, to the students in the classroom. And they gave a lackluster response. And he called them out on it and said, you have to know why you are here. Why are you present? And and we are even given this guidance in scripture. You know, know know the reason for your faith, right? Uh, And so I think uh, if there's anything we should be exploring, uh, our fellow Catholics should be exploring. "What, What is the basis of our faith? Because too many, myself included, it was this, it was the tribe mentality. It was the behavior mentality. Okay, I go to church. I'm Catholic. Okay, well, yeah, that's part of it. But then there's this whole, like, I'm going to offer my whole life to Christ. And with that comes a lot of will uh, and a lot of grace. And so once you do that, that's when things change. And that's, that's when the, 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 the blindness fell off for me, for me uh, when you mentioned um, the uh, living a chaste life. And it's like, well, okay, that's how, but that's not what our culture invites. But that's what the Catholic faith requires. And it's, like, well, that, it's challenging, yes, because... The, the, there's all these passions that they, the, the culture feeds us but okay if you pr- you don't realize how good you could have it if you practice the chase life and how peaceful that is
0: bill nagle we're gonna have to leave it there my friend uh and we could go on and we could talk about this for a long time but it's radio and we're at the end of the show but uh please where can people find exodus 90 bill
2: Exodus90.com is the best way to find out about it, but I would I would also strongly encourage those men interested to find uh, find one man locally to to do it with, uh, and they can they can find me. Uh, I'll, we'll get you introduced, but uh, Exodus90.com is a great place to start.
0: Exodus90.com, Bill Nagel. want to thank you for joining us brother at the front line with joe and joe and going into the breach with us here at the veritas catholic radio network 1350 on your am dial 1039 on your fm dial spreading the truth of the catholic faith to the new york metropolitan area please be sure to download the veritas catholic radio network mobile app so that you could have access to all of our station's content and also if you don't mind help joe and i out on social media the frontline tv the frontline tv on youtube that's the primary social media platform that joe and i have and are building up so we would appreciate it if you like subscribe share do all that fun stuff and thank you for joining us and remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere we'll talk to you soon